On today's episode, I'm excited because we are talking about one of my favorite things in Michigan, which is the lighthouses. Over the last few years, I have traveled to maybe 50 lighthouses, and um, I did some research before I came here. All right. And in Michigan, at one point, there was 247. Okay. Now, what constituted a lighthouse way back in the 1800s was probably not exactly what we do today. It's not the big steel or brick building that stands at the edge of the water. It could have been as simple as something that legitimately was somebody's home that had a light on it to say like, hey, there's shallow water coming up. What's the purpose of them? Well, today they're not used as much for visual line of sight. Some of the piers in some of the areas still use them functionally, but they're not necessary because of GPS. Uh, I like to think that they're almost like the castles of Michigan. They're some of our oldest buildings that remain from when they were constructed. And now we have just over a hundred of them left. Some of them in better repair than the others, and there's a lot of historical societies that have been doing this. But this is what I wanted to talk about. I think they're cool. I'm terrible with dates. I'm terrible with names of all this stuff. But I like going to them for a few key reasons. One of them being, you're always going to get a good view at a lighthouse in Michigan because they're right on the edge of the water. Most of the time, they're attached to some sort of park or a spot that you can spend some time there's not always a beach or a good swimming spot, but that's why I think of them more as like a four seasons kind of place. In the summer, they're great because you can go there. You can hang out by the water, just be outside. They always make for great photos. There's always somebody there getting engagement photos done and it's super awkward. Or senior photos. Senior <laughs> photos and engagement photos are the, the most awkward thing to see shot <laughs> at a lighthouse. And then um, winter... If they're the ones that are on the edge of the piers, that's some of the most epic photography that people can take. Oh, yeah. Last weekend on Sunday was, uh, what do they call it? Fool Spring? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a 50-degree day. Yep. Um, we went out to Grand Haven Pier, and there were hundreds of people walking that thing. And we started playing a game on who was the most ill-equipped to be out there. The winner was a guy in shorts... One shoe was a flip-flop, and his entire leg was in a knee brace, so he was on crutches. <laughs> yeah, and it was, like, depending on where you got, you had to be careful out there yeah. still. Um, even though it wasn't super icy, there was ice on one side of the pier, the other was the channel, and the waves were coming when you were out towards the front up onto the up onto the pier. So you had to really be careful. So that is a... That's a sketchy outfit to have on yeah. on the pier, especially this time of year. We thought that we had saw the the worst, and it was a lady who had a pair of Birkenstocks, and she was walking like a toy poodle. We thought that had it, but when we saw the guy on the crutches, he definitely took the took the cake. Um, so I wanted to go through two lighthouse tours, not tours, but like a road trips that you can take mm -hmm. that I think are worth it. And today we're going to be talking about the lower part of Michigan. So we're going to talk about the West Michigan, and then we're going to talk about the thumb. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong. The UP, Northern Michigan, the whole East Coast, they have all cool stuff too, but we're going yeah. to talk about those yeah, too. Yeah, we'll talk about those at another time. Yeah. So um, on Black Friday, 
everybody was out shopping and I actually decided to take this trip. So I kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, Fort Gratiot Lighthouse is the oldest one in Michigan. It's been remade three or four times. It's crumpled. It's came back. They've remodeled it. They've repainted it. They've done all this stuff. There's a good historical society there that take care of that. That is the beginning of the St. Clair River. And that one is, the Fort Gratiot is Port Huron. Correct. Okay. Yep. So that's where I started this thing. And they've got a cool beach connected to this one. So I know that people go there and use that a lot. But it's a really good spot to just kind of go and relax, especially if you're not going to be going at like peak travel time, right. which is when I don't like going to these things when it's middle of the summer, you know, July 23rd on a Saturday. That's the worst. Right. The best is sunsets, sunrises, um, when it's a little bit cooler out. And if you have the right gear, when you're, you can just go out there when it's just super, super windy. So the waves are crashing up because it's kind of like you're there for when they actually were made it's right. like during these storms. So I started there. Then I drove north along the thumb to Port Sanilac. That one is a, a private one. And so you can't like go to this one, like walk around it, but there's like a, a pier walk that you can do. And right. then you kind of look back at it because it's inside of a harbor. And I just thought, how cool would that be to, like, own, like, that's their house. Like, they had even said, like, please respect our privacy and right. don't, like, take a bunch of, like, photos in our home. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they, like, obviously people take pictures of it. Right. But not, like, of them being in the house. Like mowing the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but there's actually been a few lighthouses that have been sold. And one of them was just, like, a lighthouse in the middle of the lake that you'd have to get to by boat. Um Anyways, that one's cool. I kept going north. Um, Harbor Beach, also a good lighthouse. Another harbor town right along the area. But then the Point Aubarks Lighthouse. When I went there, it was like, I'm, I'm, like the groundskeepers were deer. <laughs> like 50 of them. The, like they were just everywhere. Like it was like, it was like if you went to a busy park where there's people everywhere and you're like, this is kind of too many, but it was deer. That's really random. Yeah. I wonder why. I have no idea because it was actually right before the sun started setting. And I was like, this is a problem. Like I was driving really slow through that whole area, but that lighthouse is awesome. And it's got a cool rock reef that kind of pops out. And I just think that that was one of the cooler spots that I was able to stop because after that Port Austin is one of the most famous, like, lower Michigan in the thumb spots for like vacationing. Oh yeah. And Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Turnip rock and the lighthouse then with that like freshwater reef feel going out there. Yeah. And that's the one because I was there on black Friday, I wasn't able to like paddle out to that one or get, get out to right. that one because I just couldn't, but right. that's actually a, like a bucket list one for me is to get out to that whole area and paddle that properly on a mm -hmm. day where I have, you know, eight hours to be able to do it. So what was your, like, Fort Gratiot to the, uh, I never know how to say it, Point All Barks? Yeah. Uh, how long of day was that for you to do that trip? Mm, I did that in about four hours. Okay. And I was filming stuff, and I was taking my time. Right. Um, I actually probably would have liked to have more time and maybe plan, like, food mm. because I didn't, didn't plan any of that. Right. But the whole time, I was the only person at these. Right. 
Everyone was shopping. Everyone was shopping. (laughs) If you want to talk about spooky, it's like go on a cloudy, windy, dark day and then just walk the grounds of like lighthouses that have been there since the 1800s. And it's, it's pretty creepy. So I saved the second tour of the West Michigan lighthouses. And you have more... Uh, experience with these ones yeah so you know really um the one that i've just based on where i went to college and where i've lived now i tend to be in grand haven often so that one is an iconic spot for me and especially with everything that just went on with it with the taking down of the catwalk and the remodeling it and then the crowdfunding to get the catwalk back and then the relighting of the catwalk that was all really cool to see i mean when we were out there recently when they are a while ago now but when they were remodeling it and we were like free diving off the end of it you yeah. couldn't even get out there so there's no one no one out at the lighthouse or on the pier at that time um but that one is that one's great um to me that's one of the my go-to i think because we like to just you know go to city beach or the state park and hang yeah. out and uh it's a great great lighthouse and i think probably i mean this is just an assumption but probably one of the most visited it seems like yeah. i mean that beach uh gets really busy in the summer spring even like you said on just a nice nice day in the winter uh so that's a it's a busy one but it's a fun one because you're right then in grand haven so i'm a big fan of that lighthouse so that is, you, you have a bunch, starting down in Holland, there's yeah. Big Red. That yep. one's pretty famous. Yeah. It's really cool because it's connected to the state park there. Right. And I like that one because it, it kind of seems to be like part of the community. Mm-hmm. And then you have some, like the Grand Haven one or Muskegon, where they're out on these piers and they yeah. just seem epic that they're out there. It almost feels like when you walk out there... They were never constructed to be something that a tourist should go to at all. Even though they're tourist destinations now. Yeah, now they are, yeah. And so there's, they're not like accommodating. Like they don't feel accommodating when you're at them because oh, they yeah. weren't ever meant to. And that's the part that I love. Um, if you start getting up into the Little uh, little Sable Lighthouse and then the Big Sable Lighthouse. So Little Sable is Silver Lake Sand Dunes. That one is awesome because it's built into a dune and it's just one point. That's all it is. It goes right up to the top. They give tours. I think it's only a couple bucks to go to the top. And if you're ever at these and it's like, oh, it's five bucks to walk to the top, do it. Mm-hmm. You got to do the one, um, the, what's the Point one? Point Iroquois. Point Iroquois Lighthouse. The view up from up there. Yeah, it's really, it It doesn't look that high sometimes when you're on the ground. When you get up there, you can see a long ways. Yeah. And to think that people at one point like went up there and stayed and watched out. It's very crazy. Well, and that's the thing. Each spot I like because they have usually a couple of like fact sheets about who's the original lighthouse keeper, what they did. Usually at some point, somebody that was a lighthouse keeper has had some sort of tragic death there. And then there's some weird ghost story attached to each one of them. I just think those are kind of fun. Actually, I think I talked about one of the ghost stories in um, one of our TikTok videos, it was the boom ghosted. So I'm gonna play that right now. Whitefish Point, you got a 40 mile stretch of water littered with shipwrecks, boom, ghosted. Iroquois Point Lighthouse, you built a lighthouse on haunted grounds in 1855, boom, ghosted. Valley Camp, you turned a freighter with a haunted coal bunker into a museum, boom, ghosted. Do you want ghosts? Because that's how you get ghosts. Then you got Big Sable Lighthouse. If you're in Ludington, this one's awesome because it's actually, you have to hike there. So, yeah, um, 
think they'll give like they'll drive people out there if you can't but it's a fun one because once you're out there it feels the most epic out of those west michigan lighthouses because it does it feels like a castle it feels like it's got grounds it's got the light keeper's house that's still there and is owned by some historical society or something like that and they they upkeep it but then the whole thing is has like a brick walk around the whole it's it's a cool spot yeah i've actually never been out to it i've only been to the beach and to that area but i've seen it in a distance and i think last time we were out there we didn't make the walk out there because we were doing some other stuff that day so that's on my list of places to check out a little closer i made a video about how i think that michigan is worth sharing and i was saying that i think that michigan is worth sharing because you see in movies all the time how aliens attack New York or people fall in love in Paris. or And it's funny because you watch a movie in, about Paris and somehow the Eiffel Tower is always in the background no matter what part of the city they're in. Um, and I think that our most iconic things are the lighthouses. And I think that I said in the video that um, I think that Nicholas Cage would explore all of those like he does in National Treasure. I think that you could actually kind of base something around it because I find them interesting. And you actually are the person then who follows the freighters more yeah. closely. We're like two old men. Now. Yeah, that like definitely wasn't something we were into <laughs> a while back. Um, freighters and lighthouses. I guess they kind of go hand in hand. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out, jumping back to Muskegon for a second, <clears throat> is where. Usually when I'm seeing that lighthouse, I'm at the deck, which means I'm having a good time. Yeah, right. Having a bunch of barbecue and hanging out outside. It means it's nice out, having some good food, and it's a usually a nice summer day or uh, spring day. So that's a, one of my favorite parts about that one. If I was going to sum up the reason why I even felt like talking about it, because a couple of people talking about lighthouses who don't have that many facts about them. Yeah, just, we like them. <laughs> yeah, it, like, this whole thing is, we like them. Because they're, they're cool to go to, they're a good stop. Usually, the by now, they've got good parking at them that you can go and check stuff out. And if you just take a moment to take in the history just a little bit, you're going to gain a lot about, like, what Michigan was all about and, and why... Our freighters are still out there doing the thing that they had to do with these lights years ago. Right. And I one other thing to add to that is they're just overall, if you're into like traveling at all or taking photos, whether you're taking it with your iPhone or you're, you have cameras, the lighthouses add awesome views. Go there at sunrise, depending on what part of the state you're in. Go there at sunset, uh, depending on where you're at. And you're going to get some of the best shots around. Like it's the most iconic photos usually that I see in it are the best photos of any, any given week. A bunch of them end up featuring lighthouses, whether that's spring, summer, winter, or fall. Okay. So that is, that's my rant on lighthouses and why I think that people should take the time to visit them because most of the people that are visiting some of these off the beaten path ones are aged appropriately. They're, you know, 60, 65 up. The people that are operating them are people that have the time to operate them now. So um, I say that more people should go check them out. And now, speaking of old buildings, yesterday we got to go to the Capitol building in Lansing. We had a video shoot there and I just thought I'd be following 
these people around with the camera getting cool shots of them interacting and doing this kind of stuff. I found myself thinking that building was way cooler than really uh, I expected to. Oh yeah, that was for sure a cool experience. Um, if, if you've never been there, it seems like you could just walk in and sign up for a tour. Uh, there were definitely groups going through. There were uh, school um, groups there. There were different tourist groups in the area. But that was a really fun one. Uh, it was so... It had so much detail inside yeah. of it. And that's what I thought was cool. When I, you know, New buildings are cool because I, I like modern stuff. Um, but the really... Like stuff, the details of like door hinges and doorknobs and lights. I think my favorite fact from the day was the all of the chandeliers are so cool and they have so much detail with these big bucks on them and shields and they were made two years before the light bulb. <laughs> so two years after they were done, they had to get retrofit throughout the entire thing to actually be able to utilize electricity, which I thought was a cool fact. My favorite part is that there's a guy that's full-time job is to just paint the building. Not like just hiring a crew to paint a room. He goes around with a brush and hand repaints all the filigree and all the like decor and all the different spots because the entire thing is hand-painted. And it's like you're stepping into a renaissance painting when you're in there so we didn't see that room obviously yeah but in my head i pictured the room from home alone 2 that's above the theater when they go up and all the birds are in there and it's like a storage closet yes but there's windows and they kind of hang out in there and talk about uh being friends and all of that that's what i picture this guy's room being like he's <laughs> up there with paint all over and he's just Thinking like, all right, I need to go touch this up today. And he sometimes looks down and who's on the tours or what's going on on the Senate floor. <laughs> Can you imagine like what you, like you just wake up and you're like, okay, today I'm going to paint this one eight foot section of wall and it's going to take me the majority of the week because of how detailed everything is. There's so much detail in there. I mean, from the paintings of people on the wall, whether that was uh, former governors and uh, other things in there and then all the way up to you know what you see when you if you've been outside the capitol you know you see the point and then seeing what's in there like the stars and everything on the top it's very cool so the other thing that i thought was funny is that our capitol building and colorado's capitol building are the exact same building because the guy the architect in the 1800s yeah sold the same building twice because at that time people didn't travel so they were like nah no one's gonna see both of them yeah and so ours is the exact same thing as theirs yeah that's really it's funny to think about how much harder travel was at yeah. that time like oh no one's going to go to colorado from michigan and there you go I, now i'm interested in going there right i mean two days ago i wouldn't have said that so, i wouldn't even have known it existed i thought this would be fun we're gonna change things up right now and i thought it would be fun because we got to go down onto the senate floor we got to go down onto the house of representative floor and we get to see some of the politics stuff that was happening we actually got to see some things being voted on um and i didn't even know if they were important or not like i don't follow <laughs> that very well so i thought that we would both say what if we could just go onto the floor and state our case about laws or things that we would like to see changed. And so I'm going to have you go first. 
okay. on you're just going to tell me what law you think that you would like to see in the state. Yeah, this one's funny. I have a couple of friends uh, that hopefully they hear this because they are very, very vocal about it. It is uh, the zipper merging on the highway. Mm -hmm. So when a, it says like lane closed two miles ahead and everyone starts getting over and it causes a traffic jam, like the uh, Department of Transportation and other people put out articles a lot on how that is supposed to work, that you're supposed to merge as you get closer together or closer to where the lane ends. So like a zipper, that's why it's called a zipper merge. Instead of creating that huge long line and having an empty lane. And then you get the people that decide to start putting the nose of their vehicle out. Yeah. Like they're, the, they're guarding they're the police. it. Yeah. So here's my thing. You have to, when you go to get your license renewal, you have to take like a six question quiz on how you approach a lane closure. And if you don't get six out of six, you, you don't get your license. So, all right, it's my turn. Um, I'm the editor of this podcast, so I'm going to start putting some really, uh, some like very heartfelt music behind myself. Right okay. Now. So, um, here's what I want to have stated. I propose that the state parks in Michigan, the city parks in Michigan, and the beaches in Michigan have slot limits for beers like walleye and how many you can catch. Let me explain. Okay. Because I know that you guys, House of Representatives, are all wondering <laughs> why this would be. Because if you're out there on an 82 degree day and you're on the beach, everything feels good, you're out in a, a spot by yourself in a state park and you're just having a nice day, I'm a rule follower. So I'll reach in and I'll grab a LaCroix at best and have that as a refreshing beverage? No. I say no. I say that you should have two beers on you at any given time in any of these parks where you can have that beer, crack it, and drink it, and no questions asked. Now, I'm not saying I want people to just go on benders through these parks or these beaches at all times, but just like if you go fishing, you can only catch eight walleye and that's all you can have. <laughs> I say that if you're in one of those parks, you can have two beers and everyone's like, that's fine. This is a casual amount. That's a, it's a very casual yeah. amount. I'm not, I don't even want to like have people like partying out there. I just think that like a NASCAR race, you can bring a uh, cooler and fit as much as you can, as long as it fits within the size limits. Yep. <laughs> Mine was more out of convenience of when I'm traveling that I thought of that. Not out of actually like fun. Right. <laughs> it was like, a, oh, I think this would be good. It'd probably save me about 25 minutes. This podcast has been a weird one. Because <laughs> we went lighthouses to Lansing to making up our own laws. And for this one, we're going to say cheers. And until next time, we'll see you guys later.